I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. Hello, Dawn. How are you this week? I'm very good. Thank you, Tracy. How are you? I'm great. And this week we are joined by an amazing lady who I call a friend, um, the wonderful Caroline Andrew Johnston, uh, Mad Duchess, that's what <laughs> he stands for, she tells us, of for networking, but also entrepreneur and founder of the Networking Rebel. Caroline, hello again. Oh, hi there, ladies. Good to meet you, Dawn. And hey, Tracy. And I consider you a friend too. It's been yeah. a while. It has been a while. I know. Crazy stuff being going on, but there you go. That's life, isn't it? Yes. I think I've spent the last few weeks prior to recording just trying to catch up from Christmas. I mean, what the heck was that all about? Did we have Christmas this year? Well, yeah, I sort of um, took some time out at Christmas this year. Yeah, I took Christmas Day and Boxing Day off. It was, uh, you know, that, that's what happens when you decide to uh, buy a networking organisation. The days of having two weeks off, you can wave goodbye to them. And I did. Oh. I know. See, we close all of our businesses for a whole oh. two weeks at Christmas and I will never change that. But what me and Tracy did this year, which I think is going to become uh, an annual ritual because I liked it very much. So normally I feed 500 people and I cook, not quite 500, but I'm being being dramatic, but it feels like it. Uh, So Christmas Day and Boxing Day are sort of full on. And then I usually sit on my settee like a croissant. Yep, get you watching Netflix and not doing very much. Oh, amen, sister. But this year, Tracy and I booked a hotel and (sighs) we had two nights, three days, and we just... Uh, we did a, an annual strategy plan. We created, we chatted, we laughed. We had a little cocktail here and there. Uh, I was waiting for that. Um, yeah. Although we did well. I, I mean, I'm not a big drinker, but we didn't, we didn't drink. We didn't drink. There was lots of, there was more coffee and hot chocolate. Yeah. Hot uh, chocolate with um, Baileys in it as well. I was going to say, <laughs> goodness gracious me, don't let me down here, ladies. <laughs> what was, what, was uh, what I loved about it is that I always close for two weeks at Christmas with some intention of doing something like that. And, and actually sat at home, you don't. Nope. What was really uh, lovely was to come out of your environment, go off in your car, in a hotel, and just um, very relaxed, no agenda. We Honestly, I think we probably in two, two and a half days, call it, probably did more work than what we would have done in weeks had we just not done that to be honest it's great isn't it when you actually get really really down and dirty and get down to the grit yeah. it, it, it is great so I think I spent two weeks uh, sorting out the website I didn't sort the website out because I'm about as technical as Louis is uh, but working with my new ops manager he uh he he I he was promoted in December and he and I just literally got the workings of the new website up and running. So I'll be taking next year off, don't you worry? Yeah. Oh, and for those that aren't aren't aware, Louis is Caroline's dog, not the husband, okay? <laughs> is that Louis the most important man in my life? Yeah. And don't let Caroline husband. hear this one though. <laughs> so Caroline, will you um Give us give us an overview of what you do. Of and course. I also just pop into that that I'm I've never been part of a networking. I've been to a couple of breakfast meetings in his like honestly. So so I'm really interested um 
So can you give us an overview of absolutely, Absolutely. Well, it all really starts with for networking. I was in the corporate world for 30 years. Yes, I know I don't look that old, but I really, truly am. Uh, Tracy can vouch for that. So on the 1st of August 2010, I walked into a networking group in 4N Castleford, stood in a queue for breakfast, thinking that I'd walked into a cult. I'd never been in, I'd always been corporate sales, you know, with the Libertons and the Dolce & Gabbana suits and always thought that you had to dress up for any kind of meeting. So there they were, all these people, uh, people in jeans, people dressed up. And and I thought that I'd come to the wrong place. But by the end of it, I thought, crikey, this is my home. These are real people. These are real business people with real business issues, with real business attitudes. And there were big businesses, there were small businesses, there were medium-sized businesses, and then there was me. And I was employed at the time. By the end of it, I'd phoned my boss and said, I've got to join this network, got to join it because it's right up my street. So I joined for networking as it was then for networking limited uh, was founded in 2006 by the amazing Brad Burton. Brad and I very, very quickly became great friends. And to this day, we are still super great friends. And I became a group leader uh, running one of the biggest groups in the world. I became an area leader and then I bought a printing company and became a regional leader. And very, very quickly, I launched 24 groups in Yorkshire because I'm a Yorkshire girl born and bred, proud of it. And and I was really quite good at it. And then some really bad shit happened in my life. Uh, my own business failed. Uh, and that's a story for another day, but I don't mind going into it if you ladies really do want me to. And, and I set up a little tiny brokerage and was still very, very, very heavily involved in 4N. And then the shit at the fan in 2020 when COVID hit. And what I'd been doing whilst being a regional leader, whilst being a part of 4Networking was... The self-development in that organisation is insane. The business development is insane. The friendships, the camaraderie, the family all supported me through good times and supported me through bad times. And I'd qualified as a coach and I'd qualified as a trainer and all this kind of thing. But I'd done that as me so that I could help my members get the very best out of their networking. I could help my members have the confidence to go onto a stage and do a foresight, which is not, it's not a, a sales pitch, but it's an insight into your business, something interesting, but let me let you into a secret. It's a bloody sales pitch if you do it right. So I was training and coaching all these people to do these things and then lockdown happened and the the small income that I had just li- disappeared. It just completely disappeared. And my husband sat me down at the kitchen table and he said, right, it's time for you to get off your ass and do what you're bloody good at you need to start coaching people and have you ever been in that situation when complete and utter panic like who who, who buy from me why would anyone buy from me and and I really think I suffered from imposter syndrome for about three minutes and no I actually (laughs) suffered for it suffered but within the network there were people that helped me uh you know I was coaching confidence so how could I not be confident in myself so the Networking Rebel was born, but the Networking Rebel wasn't born. It was actually the Networketeer because that was my sad name when I first went out into coaching. And then I had a, a branding session with the amazing Al Price who said, Caroline, you are anything but ordinary. You are so naughty. You are so, you are the most unconventional, non-conventional coach. So we need to call you the Rebel. So the Networking Rebel was born. 
I gave 23 sessions away and let's say the rest is history uh, because I've got an incredibly, incredibly successful uh, coaching community. And let's forward 12 years to the day that I walked into my first meeting. Uh, I'd been very successful online uh, as, a, as a host and an ambassador for 4N online and was approached to become network leader, network driver. So that meant I was in charge of, or sorry, responsible for all the meetings, all the team members. And Brad Burton was still the managing director, still the owner. And he took me to, to one side last June and said, he said, kiddo, even though he's like only 49, kiddo, I want to concentrate more on my speaking. And the only person I would sell this network to is you. Do you want to buy it? So I hesitated for ooh, at least four minutes and said, absolutely. Of course I do. So I was going to semi-retire, Dawn. Uh, Tracy knows this, but I was going to semi-retire last year. <laughs> Buy a really big lodge and semi-retire with my coaching community to the lake. So what I did instead was semi-retire, but not, was take on an international networking organization and buy a half-size lodge. And I did that uh, last year in June. And on the 1st of August, exactly 12 years to the day, became the managing director, 75% uh, shareholder, of, of 4N and it's wonderful there you go in a nutshell that's my career we're not you know that's that's where I am right now cool I know we're doing um it'll probably come out after this one actually but me and Dawn are actually doing a session on imposter syndrome so it's funny oh. that you bring that up but it's real it's all of us have got it you know I've seen TED talks from some very high profile people that admit to having had imposter syndrome the fact that you manage three minutes is amazing it is <laughs> most of us suffer from imposter syndrome our lives I it was it was you know I'm here to coach confidence so I needed to grow a pair put my big girl pants on and actually do the do yeah and and well, I don't uh, anymore out of um sort of the mainstream networking uh, brands actually yes. or any is probably the only one I'm familiar with so that's good I feel like I've Hey, I do know who you are. Good, I'm so I'm so pleased that you know who we are. And so the first time I went to a breakfast meeting was oh god, fifteen years, a long time ago, a long long, and and it was my printer actually who said, "Come along." And um, I didn't know any of the rules and I rock up and um, actually I dressed up as well. Yeah. I, I don't know what, like, uh, it was a thing. I, I wasn't in corporate, I already worked for myself. I, I think I probably had that same, well, it was it, in that era, anything to do with work, yeah. dressed up. That's just kind I think that's women. I actually think that that is us women. That is our lack of confidence of being our, our authentic self. The only thing you'll see me in now at a network meeting is a four-end T-shirt or a rebel T-shirt and a bright leather trousers and a pair of black, bright pink Doc, Doc Martins because that's who I am. Yeah. So, but I didn't know the etiquette and yeah. I had two businesses at that point. So when it was my turn to stand up and speak, I told everyone about my two businesses, then got into trouble because I wasn't allowed to do that, but nobody had told me that. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody had told me that, which is fine. <clears throat> but also, I think, and I went to another one a few years later. But because my my I'm we, we, the company I run, my only customer base is martial arts instructors, and the other business is teaching martial arts. That's what my husband does. It didn't. Uh, I thought, oh, it's it's not really the the right place for me at that time. 
Um, and also by then I'd had another couple of kids that were very young, uh, getting up and being out of the house for bloody 6.30 in the morning was, you know, so I'd, I never bothered with it again. Um, so if I was to say to you, why should somebody join a network meeting group? Yeah. What, what for? Uh, why should they join a networking? Because I would say I'm very much into the 80-20 rule. And I believe that 80% of your business can come from networking. The 20% is turning up, showing up. And every, and anyone can do that. You can show up and that's 20% of networking. 80% is in the following up. And I, as the networking rebel, have a proven system to help my clients, which I am sharing with members within my organization off our end to do that. But why should you go? Because it's not about what you do. It's about the itch that you scratch and how you can help people. Because online, face-to-face, speed networking, info networking, we cover every single aspect of networking. Getting up at 6.30 in the morning, why would anyone want to do that anymore? No. You can't if you want to. We have face-to-face networking, which is coming back strong. In fact, I'm at Newark on Wednesday. I'm speaking at the Newark launch. I'm then driving down to Watford. Uh, to speak at a breakfast. Yes, we still do have them. So I'll be getting up at 6.30 that morning. But the beauty of for networking is the fact that we have meetings at 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 7, 8 o'clock in the evening. And we did have one on a weekend, which is going to come back. Can you hear my dog? He's now telling me that he wants the rest of this latte, but he's not having it. But if you want to, if you want people to find out how you make them feel how you can help them, the very, very best way and easiest and most cost effective because networking compared to other uh, other areas of marketing is one of the, excuse the word, cheapest way you can promote yourself. And you're not just promoting your business, it's you as an individual. As a networker, it's you as an individual that's in front of people. And I always say to people, try before you buy. We're one of the few networks that you can come along twice to and try it and see whether you like it. There are meetings, especially in 4N, that are they're specific for people's likes, hobbies even. I mean, we run a 4N pub on a Friday. That's obviously my favourite because I like a gin. But we have meetings for property investors. We have meetings for people who like to go to the gym. We have, we have people who want to talk about money. We have people who are into sports. So, And in networking, it is 50% social, 50% business. But the social side of it is those connections that you have with other people. Because if you meet someone and you've got nothing in common with them, the likelihood of you doing business is is pretty much zero. So networking allows you to build those relationships with people, to find out whether you like them, to work out whether you uh, want to get to know them more, trust them, and then ultimately buy from them or buy from each other. So networking, it is for everyone. There is a need, I believe, I truly believe in everyone's business to network, whether that's referral networking, whether which I'm assuming that's what you went for, Dawn, because uh, you can only talk about one business. Whereas in, in this network that I run, 4N, you can come in there and you can talk about 10 businesses. I don't suggest you do it at the same time, but you can go in there with 10 hats on if you like. I know I've seen somebody go into one with four hats on and I'll tell you now, it confuses everybody. So your message gets diluted. Don't dilute your message, guys. Don't dilute your message, please. But yeah, it's quite funny. One thing I'd say is 
I mean, I've been networking now since 2009 when I got made redundant and decided to go it on my own and build a business, um, bumbled around for a while. I think my biggest thing, and I am going to share my worst ever network discussion <laughs> because it, it's brilliant. It's a lesson in how not to do something, guys. I think the biggest thing is, you know, we asked you earlier if there was a difference from men and women networking and you said, no, there wasn't. But I do know sometimes some networks get a bit of a hard rap, especially if they're these ladies only ones, because they're seen as just doing coffee. And I will say some of them, that's all the bloody people were doing, having picking coffee. Your time's really important to your business. Yeah, I love a good coffee. You know I love a good coffee, don't you, Caroline? I certainly do. But it's like I don't want to go month in, month out to one where nobody's actually building any business because nobody's interested. They all think it's a bloody coffee morning. Those to me, I don't believe they work, but maybe that's just me. No, actually, Tracy, now this is me not knocking ladies networking, because in fact, I've been to a meeting this morning called Empowered Women, which is part of the 4N group. But when I went, I've never been able to have kids. It's a blessing. Some and people, people feel sorry for me. So I went along there and because it was women only, I kind of felt a little bit ostracized. I felt a little bit like I didn't fit in, like it wasn't my tribe. I almost wanted to take my fallopian tubes and my ovaries in a jar and put those in there and like use them as a business card because I, they were talking kids. They were talking how hard. And, and so it wasn't for me. Yeah, it has. To me, it, it it's like if you're spending your time, remember, this is part of your marketing and advertising. And yes, yeah, sometimes I'll go out to network groups and I'm purposely there because they, they're doing a social. I network with them regularly and once in a blue moon, they'll do a social and that's all it's about, the social. That's fine. But when you go to something two or three times and, you know, I mean, you know, I don't knock women groups, my own property groups for women, for crikey sakes. But we don't sit in that property group to- talking about babies and makeup and bloody shoes. It's like you're in frigging business. Behave shoes. like a businesswoman. Shoes are important, Tracy, though. Well, they are important, hon. But not at 6.30 in the morning. Not at an 8 o'clock network meeting when you're trying to develop your business. <laughs> and I think that this is it's quite interesting listening because I think what went through my head was, firstly, if ever there was a need more so than ever for networking, it's yeah. now as we've moved into this sort of digital disconnected uh, or or it's a false connection sometimes. So I think the more opportunities to get in front of people face to face. Do you know what I was? Um, I'm just going through a process of employing somebody new, and we met up on Saturday, and had a bit of a, a, a you know a session on on the direction of it, and and we just started chatting. And when I was young, I thought, well, you know, we're enough. I'm in my fifties, so when Me I too. was so when I was very young, if I want if we wanted a job. There were you could knock on the door and go in and get there was the, the internet didn't exist you didn't have to upload your CV upload your CV and all the rest of it and so and so I think my sort of gut reaction to this is that there's a there's a massive need right now which presumably companies like you know for networking would do would would serve where you can actually get in front of people um it's interesting listening about the men and the women i work in a male dominated yeah. very male dominated industry men tend to get straight down to things and where the dick swinging comes in is more about what car do you drive or you know um the women in my industry 
don't do the fluff. I think it because they've been groomed through a male industry, they they automatically know not to do that. And then when those of us who are female in my industry get together, we do tend to get straight to business. Yeah. However, um, I think that women generally a feminine energy. I think we do crave that feminine connection and maybe some of those women are joining business network groups and not getting straight to it, but it's because they enjoy that feminine connection. But that's not the purpose, is it? No, it's we're in business. We're in business for one reason. Well, I know my why. My The reason I am self-employed is so I can take uh, Lulu out whenever I want to and just stop working and I'm unemployable. But because again, my network's run by a woman. Um, the the main part of the network, the management team, you know, we've got three women on there, and I don't do fluff either, Dawn. I don't do fluff, and I think that women are evolving. I think we're actually evolving. I was in a very male-dominated industry in print. Goodness gracious me, thirty years ago in print, I my first job, I wasn't allowed to wear a trouser suit. I was in sales. I was. I had to wear a skirt suit, and I thought that was normal. Well, that would, back then that it would was get... actually it probably was back then. It was, it was in the back it, then. in the eighties. If you think about it, in the eighties, it was like in my contract, it, you know. And I and I I remember speaking to my boss at the time, saying, "I want to wear a trouser suit." <gasps> and it's it's. But it, I think things are changing, uh, and we we take care of the women in our network as i say we don't have an all men's group even though i wish we could but we do have that empowered women's group so there is and i believe there should be there should because I, as you say dawn women do crave that feminine feminine touch they do crave it more than men do so we've created a safe space for women if they feel that they only want to network but they're missing out on 50% of the population yeah. And I think as well, it's not it's not about whether you network with other women exclusively from networking with men and vice versa. I think for me, it's, you know, networking is 50 percent social, getting to know somebody because you do pe- you do business with people, you know, like and trust. So you have to get to know somebody. You've got to have something in common with them. And you never know. There might be somebody you would never do business with. But then you suddenly find out that both your kids play for the same football team at school. Now you've got a connection that might help you develop business. So it does work. I think where for me, it's a case of come on, women, stop the bollocks. Yeah. You are not going to that event for the goodness of your health. You're going to grow your business to get your life where you want it to be. So bring that feminine energy, bring the stiletto shoes. But remember, you're not there just to talk about babies and makeup, please. It's, uh, do you know what, uh, Tracy, you're so right. And uh, if you bring your true authentic self and you believe in your business and you believe in your purpose, whether you've got a vagina, whether you've got a penis, shouldn't make any difference whatsoever, as long as you bring your true authentic self. Something I would like to do is literally revolutionise the narrative on feminism, you know, the feminist narrative, because it shouldn't be man-hating, but also... I think women have to take more responsibility than what many of them do. Um, 
just because you're assertive, just because you can make decisions, just because you're going into business, that is classically seen as kind of masculine traits. Bloody not. You get a housewife running a home who's got a couple of kids and a dog and 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 a you know just just running a house, which on the outside looks let's call it menial. I don't think it is. It's not at all. I um these women are like military operational like they're operational queens like and so then when you take all of those skills from let's say a domestic environment and apply them to a business we are absolutely ferocious Mm -hmm. we're ferocious and I don't think that we should discount our traits of being able to organize and make decisions and run finances and budgets and be creative and all of those things that's not masculine that actually is feminine it really is like absolutely really is you know there, there are more women who are capable of being both creative and operational men invariably are less creative men invariably I can only go by my industry. I like my whole career has been based on the reliance that men are absolutely shit at all the services I provide. <laughs> in your industry, Dawn, the men are there for the kicking and the punching, aren't they? Let's face it. <laughs> well, they are in mine too. But it, it's it's funny you should talk about it, say that. But I mean, I, I'm I, I my husband's a feminist. And and I'm surrounded by a lot of men in my life who are feminists that think, you know, my husband, my husband thinks he insists, in fact, that I work just as hard as him because I always have. And I'm sure I always will. But I love to have chairs pulled out. If I'm going to a restaurant and Christopher pulls the chair out, love it. He opens the door for me. He buys me flowers every now. But then it's vice versa. He was feeling a bit low. So I went out and bought him a, a Nintendo Switch game. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. thing. It's not about whether you're male or female. It's about whether you respect each other enough to actually understand when someone's feeling a bit shitty. But, uh, yeah, it it is tougher in some industries for women. It truly is. But in networking, I'm going to... Women women in networking do better than men. And I will put my career on that. Women in networking do better than men because they do all the 80% that follows. A man will say, yeah, here's my business card. And you know what? He'll forget you the following day. Not all men, not all men. Not all men and not all women. And not all women, but women are much more successful networkers because if they say they're going to do something, guess what they do? They do it. They do it. Yeah, our narrative, we were talking about this when we were away between Christmas and New Year. We seem so long ago now because we're almost at, in fact, by the time this goes out, it will be February. But anyway, (laughs) I digress. Um, But it's that, you know, women do do the follow up. But our narrative that we're talking about was this. We can be very pro-women community, women getting out there and being successful. We can be that without it becoming a a demasculine move for the men. And without us knocking the men in the same way that gentlemen can be gentlemen without trying to take away what the woman brings. You know, there is a feminine energy that is really beautiful when you put it into business. So bring it on. You know, I love, I love networking. I'm, you know, I love going to networking that is with, is both feminine and masculine because it's business. I'm not, I'm not there for a good girly drink. Don't get me wrong. When I'm out on a girly night out, I love nothing more than talking about the latest thing to do with which bloke, who you're seeing, what you're doing, what's the latest, you know, set of shoes you've got. 
but I save that for when I'm going out on a social. But there you go. Now, Carol, I'm going to bring it round because you know this one because you and I have um, spent quite a bit of time together. We have. Networks, haven't we, in Yorkshire? We have, my love. So I'm going to get you to give some people um, some tips, all the listeners out there, some tips, because some might not be networking. Some might be pros that go into networking, but not pros at being a networker there is a difference absolutely i'm going to share one of the things you already know Mm. one of my funniest stories about how not to do networking and then i'm going to hand it over to caroline and dawn for for tips and feedback um for you guys out there doing networking so um the network that caroline's referring to uh the format is and we're more online at the minute than we were in person but this was when we were in person you turn up, everybody does their little intro speech. Um, there's a an insight, a foresight. And then at the end of the meeting, you get 10, 10 minute, sorry, three 10 minute one-to-ones. I'm thinking of speed networking now, Caroline. Three 10 minute one-to-ones to exchange business cards and you end up sitting down with three different people for a one-to-one. So there I go. As all the business cards have been switched at one of the Sheffield events. You know, we've had a lovely lunch. And uh, one of the one of the ladies I'm sitting down with is somebody who is doing travel, and um, effectively the ten minutes could be summed up in one sentence. The woman opened her mouth, said hello, and then did not stop for breath for ten minutes. <laughs> Told me everything she'd got that I could go and buy for a holiday right now. Oh told me what comes in with it what discounts i could get the fact i don't want to go to vegas was irrelevant she never even asked me where i'd love to travel she never asked a single thing about me my desires for travel or my business which was fine however when you are connecting with somebody you cannot connect on a one-way street because that's traffic going in what i call serial one after the other you go in one direction, the person behind you sees the, your backside and you're looking at the backside of the person in front of you. If you do networking on a one-way street where you don't come up for breath for 10 minutes and you don't give the other person chance to even ask you anything, you are unlikely to get any business. And the other point out of this one is when you go networking, do not go with an expectation that you will sell something at that meeting. It is not a sales fest. That's what we call an exhibition or an expo. It's a networking. It's for connecting. <laughs> so needless to say, this lady, I made it quite clear to Caroline, I did not want her to darken the doors of our network group again because I was the one that did the group leading at this one. Um, but Caroline, you've heard that story before. You were there. Oh, I, I, I was there. I was there. And, oh. uh, I could see that you were trying to come up for air she was suffocating you but yeah. it but it happens and do you know what a great tip if someone does that to you in a networking the following up of that right would be quite simple from me hi so-and-so it was really great to hear all about your business in our one-to-one I would love a further one-to-one so you can hear more about my business you know that is it, it's a great way to turn it around so if you've got some of our listeners maybe they've never been networking okay. maybe they're going networking but it's not really producing any results for them what would be your top three tips for them top three tips uh i'm not going to talk about following up i'm going to talk about it's not what you do it's how you make people feel it's not what you offer it's about the itch that you scratch and i'm very very going i'm going to very quickly share my top five tips the process of 
performing the perfect elevator pitch, which is pitch perfect. So it's who you are, your name and your full name. So your name and your business name. And the reason you tell people who you are is so they know. And at the end, you always close with who you are again. So they remember. Step two is the itch that you scratch. If you don't know what I mean by that, just go and say to one of your clients, how do I make you feel? How do I make you feel when I've done something for you and I've done it well? For example, I give my clients confidence. I'm not selling coaching. I'm giving my clients confidence. Step three is quite simply, how do you do that? That's your little tiny sales pitch. How I do this is by one-to-one coaching sessions. Step four, I can sit here and tell you how amazing I am, how fantastic I am. You may believe me. You may not believe me. But if Tracy and Dawn and a hundred other people tell you, how fabulous and fantastic I am, you're more likely to believe what they say. I call this step evidence. Use a testimonial, use a case study. And step five, call to action. Tell people whether you want to have a one-to-one with them, whether you want them to go to your website, whether you want to offer a free session, tell them exactly what you want them to do. Because I've so very, very often gone to networking and someone stood up and said, you know what I am, you know who I am, you know what I do. Oh my gosh, I switch off immediately. You always need to enter any networking. If there are 100 people in the room that you know, you treat them as if you don't know them. You do your elevator pitch accordingly. Uh, The second tip is never, ever underestimate anyone. Now, I'm I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm going to be talking a lot. Is that okay, ladies, if I share my worst ever networking? Right. My worst ever networking experience was in Penniston. I owned a printing company. There was a lady there. I was a regional leader. Uh, I had, and I was asking if she wanted to have a one-to-one with me. I said to her, I would love a one-to-one with you. And she said to me, I don't want any printing. If you've ever seen that scene from Pretty Woman where Julia Roberts says, big mistake, big mistake, she sold makeup. I'm the most, I mean, I I could have actually paid a mortgage for the next six months. I am a geriatric Barbie, full face makeup every day because it makes me happy. But she was very small minded. She wasn't open minded enough. And she said, no, I don't want any printing. I just said, okay, thank you. And step, uh, And the third biggest tip that I can give any networker is even if you don't want to do a shed load, shitload of following up, the most magical word in the English dictionary is this. Thank you. Thank you for those one-to-ones. Thank you to the speaker. If someone's speaking, thank them. But I always say, give, give, ask. Give them thanks. Give them some feedback about what they've said. If you're having a one-to-one with someone, then say, I especially liked what you had to say about this. If someone's speaking, I really enjoyed you talking at so-and-so event, and I especially liked this. And then ask, say, I would love, I'd love to find out more about you if you're up to finding more about me. And ask that question, because we all get really scared. When can we start selling? Just ask. We get scared of asking, don't we? Is that a feminine trait, Caroline? I actually, just thinking about that with me saying, uh, with me saying there wasn't a great big difference. Yes, it is a feminine trait because men are like, buy my stuff. Although when we, uh, so literally, uh, mostly male instructors, uh, I would say collectively, the biggest thing that they collectively fear is the sales side of it. I think when you're in a, a corporate situation, yeah. uh, but but um, I I think men do a better job of hiding it. But what really fascinates me is behind most of them men, 
are women or wives or girlfriends who absolutely batter them over the head with a large stick. Do you know how often they'll go, oh, my wife's been telling me that for ages. I've got to put my money up and I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I, because they're scared. So so it, it, I, I, I don't know if my experience is that women are worse at it. I don't know. I think I for business networking, I, yeah, business I think networking, the women I think. seem to shy away from asking the the dollar question so to speak more than the men do men some men are some men are have got more feminine energy than they realize so when i say when i say do you think that's a feminine trait i don't mean is it a female trait i mean is it a feminine energy trait um which is quite quite interesting but yeah i just as i asked it i thought maybe that is one of the differences about networking yeah it it, it is really and i think i think <laughs> The feminine, the feminine side of a lot of people is that let's take care of people. Yeah. Let's not ask. And I and and that, you know, I, I feel the same way, but I certainly don't have an issue asking for the but again, if you make it clear in your following up procedure that you want to talk about your business, always make it clear. When people say, Caroline, can I have a one-to-one? My answer is always, for what reason? I'd like to find out more about your uh, more about you. So here's my website, here are my details. And, and it's almost like ensure that if you are actually having a one-to-one, this is another networking tip that I'm giving away. I could give thousands and thousands away. Make sure that you know what you're going into that meeting for. What's the outcome? The yeah. outcome you have to have. What the I outcome. love about the uh, tips that you've given is, is if we strip it back, and I understand that your 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 whole business and passion and 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 you're absolutely smashing it, by the way, is business Thanks. networking. But if we strip it back, we all need to connect. Whether you're in a business networking scenario, you need to connect with your customers. You need to connect with your social media audience. It's still networking, isn't it? Absolutely. And those tips that you've given um, apply not just to a networking meeting, but it, that is how you network, be it face-to-face be it in a networking community be it on social media be it with you know in any circumstance that is the fundamentals of it isn't it and to have that outcome and to give that clarity and certainty about what you want out of it and what you can give to them and the other thing that I think I could it makes me twitch all the time (laughs) is especially in in a lot of sort of Facebook groups um oh I'll join this Facebook group networking because uh, there'll be people in here that are my target market that I can sell to. And it just puts puts people off. That's not it. It's about educating about people what you do, but you have to talk to them. You have to connect with them. You have to ask what their needs are. You have to find out what their pain point, like have conversations with the people who, who potentially are. Don't just ram it up every in, in every orifice. I think, I think what some people forget, and I mean, the interesting thing is with your industry, Dawn, with a lot of the martial arts instructors, the the top, the five things that Caroline spoke of, uh, and by the way, folks, Caroline goes into more detail on those in episode 49 from 14th of July last year. She actually does a more business-focused session for us on what was Sweat, Grit and Hustle. So pop back to episode 49 if you want that in more detail. But anyway, um, plug over. Thanks. Um, no, some people want to get more details about those five, Caroline, because they're brilliant. But when you think about something like a martial arts business, those five things that we would put together 
to connect and let other people know what we do, how do we do it, how do we help, that's effectively what the martial arts instructors needs for all the people that are the parents of their customers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they've still got to connect. And I think the other biggie that I think a lot of people forget in in these Facebook groups is it's not about what you can do with the 10 people in front of you in a network meeting or the 20 people or the 30 people. It's about who those people can connect you to. There you go. And when you're in a business, yes, it's about you getting your product and service out there. That's how we grow, get more money and therefore do and be the things we want to be that that money brings us. But also as we go through that journey, our business needs support. And for me, most of my most of my support services have actually come from other people at network meetings. All of mine. It's like it's amazing. You can run your entire business just from subcontractors that you get through network meetings. It's brilliant. It's amazing. It sure is. <laughs> but there you go. I'm a bit biased on the really. Yeah, you are really. <laughs> yeah. No. I think it's just I learned when I first started in business. Bearing in mind when I first started, I was trying to get a few extra hundred pounds a month just to top up while I decided what I wanted to do. But it's networking was my main avenue to getting what I do out there. And I'd come from a corporate career. I I didn't network when I was in the corporate career at all. I wouldn't network when I was in a corporate career because that was for the little men down the road. And it's so strange how I've changed as an individual. Uh, and it's weird standing with a with a with a whiteboard and doing a presentation. Uh, I, I just couldn't even think about even using PowerPoint now. It, it's there, but but it's so networking is not just about doing business. It is so much more. You will become so self developed. So much self development is, is you can get from networking. If you haven't tried it, guys, if you can hear this, honestly, I'll invite any of you along to a free meeting. You can get hold of me through Tracy. That's how passionate about I am, especially you, Dawn. I'm going to be putting your arm up your back and saying, come along to 4N as my guest. But also what I'd like to do, one of my one of my sentences, so I've got customers all throughout England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales, and one of my, my favourite sentences is to them, is integrate into the fabric of the and the DNA of your local communities. And I think that this is probably, first of all, you get to sit in the same space with other people who run businesses and, and we all need that emotional, uh, you know, it's good to know you're not alone. Secondly, we all need to outsource something and it's great to support a local economy and connect with other business, you know, local printers, local, whatever. Um, it's really intelligent, regardless as to what you offer uh, to, to to do affiliate, you know, uh, uh, here's a voucher for a 20% off a hairdresser's if you come and do this at this show, you know, it just just locally connect and see what you can do. Um, but even just the opportunity to have to stand up in front of other people and say, my name is Dawn. I do this for a living. This is who I do it for. Did it. And just to kind of work and develop that muscle. Um, and what's really, I love that Tracy had remembered to put what she's in because for example, those people in that room might not know. I'm going to use martial arts as an example. I mean, when I went, I, I, it might have even been 20 years ago. It might have been before Marshall Logan was born. It was a million years ago. I can't even remember. But I had no outcome. I didn't know where I was going for, really. I just thought, well, I'll go and see and talk and see what happens. But um, actually, 
where the downside where the where the where the foresight wasn't seen just because I can't do a corporate self-defense course or a, a business self-defense course for those people in that room our in in our industry that isn't a town a village or a city that doesn't have a martial arts club we all know somebody that does it so what i'd really love to do actually uh caroline is get some information i'll pop it in my free group because the more i think about it like you don't have to say a word at this point i've completely talked myself into this. i love it this is a perfect strategy for my community <laughs> to integrate into the dna and the very fabric I've, of the local community the thing the I've beautiful thing that. yeah and the beautiful thing is caroline and i caroline and i just watched because we've got we've got the video in front of us as well we just watched dawn go through a wonderful yeah. cog exercise you could see the light bulb coming on <laughs> Yeah, light bulbs don't go off, guys. They go on. But the interesting thing is, Dawn, when you say networking, you know, your business um, in the martial arts community is, you know, H actually teaches it. You do um, business services for martial arts clubs. So if you think about it, even though if you, you look at the service, you go, there's no, you know, why do I need to go networking? My customers aren't in those networks. Actually, they are because every single business person in that network will know of a local martial arts community group. And that's the customer you're looking for. And and putting sort of like you do property and putting our individual industries aside, is there a business that exists that doesn't need to network? There is not a business, unless you're selling fish and chips. Unless you're selling fish and chips. Unless you're selling fish and chips. But trust me, if I'm at that network, they've got a client, they've got a new client straight there. Yeah. Uh, and the beauty of online networking, Don and Tracy, what has happened is in face-to-face, it was so regionally tying. A lot of people do regional networking, which we still have online regional networking and all our face-to-face is regional. But what the, what the internet, what Zoom has created is a whole new uh, handful of, cl- a whole new sort of client base. Uh, and I'm sure that in lockdown, people did martial arts training online. I'm sure some of your instructors. So, and it's not about networking to the room, as Tracy said earlier. It's about every single person in a networking meeting will have someone that is going to a regular martial arts. I'm sat here thinking now that I have a friend who does Taekwondo and he and he goes and does coaching at a, a local martial arts centre. And my networking brain's immediately thinking, Oh, perhaps he could talk to Dawn. And yes, you need to come to my network, Dawn, basically. that's And I don't use the word basically, but I'm going to do right now. Basically, Dawn, you need to come along to 4N. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> we, could, we could go on for ages, guys. I know. It's always a pleasure having Carol. And I will say, because I know Dawn won't, won't object to this, I really would like to get you back on in the future to do yeah. When Businesses Fail, because I think your story is amazing. <laughs> Where you've got to when you look back at a business failing and where you've got to now is just so inspirational that I think we do need you back on to to talk about that story, my darling. Uh, Absolute pleasure. Uh, And whenever you do one about when marriages fail, I can talk about two failed marriages too. Uh, but no, I would I would be glad to talk about business failure because it's never a failure if you learn something from it. Yeah, exactly. It's all about what lessons you learn. Yeah. Caroline, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to the next time. Uh, and for those of you listening, go out there, give networking a try. Don't be afraid. 
most network meetings, especially ones online, they're really friendly. If you're new to them, they'll welcome you with open arms or open Zoom, so to speak. Um, and don't be afraid. It probably you probably think or fear it's worse than it's going to be. There's loads of people will help you grow your business through networking. Um, so there you go. But just if you bump into that travel agent, just run a frigging mile because you, you just get suffocated. You will get suffocated and you'll wonder what on earth you were doing in the meeting. But there you go. <laughs> Some agents lady's got a black spot from every network. It's like... <laughs> Oh, my days. She's on the band list. <laughs> band. Yeah. Um, and if you're the travel agent lady and you recognise yourself, please realise you lost a shed load of business because of the way you actually, you the way you carried out one-to-one. So that was genuine feedback for you if you're listening. But there And you if go. you want any coaching, you can actually... <laughs> Yeah, have a word with Caroline. She'll get you coach. She'll get, get you sorted out of your networking. But yes, yeah, seriously, guys, go look Caroline up, Networking Rebel. If you want to get great at networking, if you want help doing that, Caroline's your rebel. Um, but there you go, the mad duchess herself. Thanks for having um, me. You're welcome. We will be back. Um, we will be back as always next week and just um, fair warning I'm looking at when this is going out um, 15th of February be warned there is a competition you can win yourself two tickets to a spa day or the equivalent you can have 400 quid worth of Amazon vouchers instead if you want you need to be doing something on the 15th of February so watch out on the social media posts listen out for um when it's getting closer we've got a brilliant episode because it'll be the day after valentine's day all about relationships but if you want a chance for two tickets to a spa day then watch the social media from dawn and i until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from the wonderful bye bye caroline andrew johnson thank you very much caroline thank you for your company and to share your spandex and stiletto stories with us tag at real women podcast on instagram